Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, a priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, and you've joined us on the Feast of the Epiphany. Have you ever considered, you know, we've got this beautiful story of the three wise men coming to visit Jesus, but who were these magi? And how do these guys in far-off lands, hundreds of miles away, know anything about this newborn king in Israel? The answer to that story actually takes us back about 600 years before Christ's birth, to one of the most tragic events in Israel's history. So when God gave the promised land to Israel, he had intended for them to live in peace and security. They were supposed to be a people of holiness, really radiating God's justice, God's righteousness to the rest of the world, truly becoming a light to the nations. But sadly, time after time, Israel strayed and they started acting like the other nations, adopting the gods of the other nations, falling into their sins, and denying their unique status as the chosen people. And so God, as a good father, needed to correct his children. And basically he said, okay, you want to act like the other nations with their false gods and their sinful ways? Okay, then go and live among these foreign nations and see how much you like it. So in 587, the Babylonian exile under a Babylonian empire under King Nebuchadnezzar took over the land of Israel and enslaved and exiled all the people taking them back with them to Babylon. But this ended up being the proper corrective because Israel, shocked to its senses by this exile, no longer did they have the promised land. Now now that they were living among the other nations, they realized that they didn't want to act like them. And so they repented and God rescued them. And the Persian empire came in, took over the Babylonians, and the Persian king Darius decided to release all the Jews to go back to their ancestral lands. But... Many of the Jews actually liked Persia because Persia treated them quite well, and so they stayed in the new land and became friends with their countrymen. And because of this, they began to share a little bit about that religion, including that there would be a Messiah who was born in Bethlehem when a new star arose. And so these Persian wise men listened attentively and paid attention to the sky, waiting for that arrival of that star which would herald the coming of the king. Now imagine that you are an Israelite who's been taken into exile in Babylon, and you're thinking, Lord, why? Why have you allowed this? Why is this bad thing happening? But ultimately, it's not just because of that. It's to prepare the way for what was going to happen 500 years in the future. And then when the wise men saw the star and they returned home to Persia, what did they do? They told their neighbors, they told their countrymen that a, a Messiah, a Savior had been born in Israel. This prepared the ground so that when the apostles, most notably the apostles of Simon, St. Simon and Jude, who went to Persia to preach the gospel, found people ready to listen because of these wise men and what they had done. So this tragic event that happened 600, almost 600 years before Christ paved the way for Jesus and for his message and for the gospel to get out to the ends of the world. It seems like it was just this tragic event, and yet God used it as part of his majestic plan. You know, as Christians, we have to believe that human history is not just a random series of unconnected events. Actually, human history is about way more than just, well, this king fought that battle. I mean, I know sometimes it can seem that way, but the truth is that human history tells a story, and the story is really his story. It's the story of God's providence for the accomplishment of his purpose. And what's the purpose? Why did God unfold human history? 
Ultimately, it's for the salvation of souls and for the restoration of all creation under the kingship of Jesus Christ. That is what he's up to in human history. Consider another example of God's providence in history. Why did Jesus come exactly when he did? It actually makes a lot of sense because he entered the world during a time when the Roman Empire was at its peak. And that remember, when the Roman Empire was at its peak, they had what was called the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome that spread throughout most, most of the, the, new, the known world at the time. Which means that the apostles, when they were given the task of going to the ends of the earth to preach the gospel, could do so in peace. They didn't have to pass through war-torn regions. It really opened up an avenue for the gospel to be preached. And considering that Rome had taken over all of the known world, everybody spoke Latin, which meant that the apostles could go and speak in Greek and Latin and be understood wherever they went because this was the, the language of the people. So it was not just by chance that Jesus was born when he was. He was born as part of providence, as part of God's unfolding plan, even in secular history of the Roman Empire. In fact, I think all of us even acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the very crux of history anytime that we write our dates, right? Because it's the year 2023 because it was 2023 years since the most important event in human history happened, the birth of the Son of God. Even those people who don't want to use the words BC, which means before Christ, or AD, which means Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, and instead prefer to call it the Common Era, Still, they have to recognize that something happened in 0 AD, which was a major turning point in human history, and that something was a someone, Jesus Christ, entering human history to sanctify it as part of God's marvelous plan. But now here's the question, all right? So if human history is not just a series of random events, but actually a plan that's unfolding, a plan for the salvation of souls and the restoration of the world in Christ, then what's our role? How do we fit into this grand story? You know, I remember when the first Lord of the Rings movie came out, I went to see it with my sister. And as we were driving home, I recall that my sister was kind of looking all dreamy. And she looked off into the sunset and she said with a heavy sigh, Oh, why can't life be like that? An epic battle, a grand adventure, a quest to save the world. And I think that desire does go deep into every human heart. We want to know that our life is more than just bills and doctor's appointments and just the everyday humdrum. And I'm here to tell you that you and I do have a unique and unrepeatable role to play in that unfolding of God's majestic plan, in this great story. And if the goal is the restoration of all things in Christ, then we play our part through the daily drama of restoring our lives and our sphere of influence. You know, those lives that we touch, our family, our friends, our neighbors, putting all of these things under the merciful kingship of Christ. We have a huge role to play in the salvation of souls and in bringing the world into his kingship. It is indeed a battle. It's a battle against our interior sin and our selfishness. It's a battle against the evil in the world. It is indeed an adventure. In fact, in the words of Pope St. John Paul the Great, he said, Life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. He alone can give full meaning to life. He alone is the center of history. And it is indeed a quest, a quest for holiness, for sanctity, and to bring as many others to Christ as we can. Is it difficult? Yeah, absolutely it's difficult. And I think in this time, it's probably more difficult than ever before in history. But what quest wasn't difficult, right? To quote Lord of the Rings again, there's a poignant scene when Frodo's just kind of discouraged by the magnitude of the task. And he says to Gandalf, I wish I'd never found the ring. To which Gandalf responds, So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for us to decide. 
All we can decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. You know, I do believe it's exceptionally difficult to be a saint in today's modern world, but I also believe that God is giving us exceptional grace and that nothing is impossible with him. And you and I are not here in this world by accident at this most critical and difficult moment of history. On the contrary, our lives have been foreseen in this very moment by an all-loving, all-providential God who's put us here to bring about his kingdom here in 21st century America. So, to sum all of this up, history is not just a meaningless series of events, but rather it's part of God's providential design to bring about the salvation of souls and the restoration of his kingdom. You and I have a critical role to play in this big story when we cooperate with God's grace to become saints and to lead others to heaven. So let us take up our task gladly, trusting that God will work all things for his glory, since after all, history is really just his story.